Chiefs Focus First and Ten, brought to you by the Brawl Network. You are here with JP and Caleb. Hey everybody, hope you guys are. Um, Brad Veach has done for a while, and I have wholeheartedly believe this will make the team our team better, and it, our team will be the golden standard on how to win multiple championships the way the Chiefs are doing it right now. And they sh- and, and and winning multiple championships the right way. The, the the correct way, um, not by being cheap, um, which some teams have been accused of being cheap mm-hmm. and not paying their players and, and, you know, basically going different directions to win multiple championships. Um, of course, there's teams out there that everybody knows they don't like to pay players. Mm-hmm. You know, Pittsburgh doesn't like to pay players. The Patriots don't they don't like to pay players. Um the Patriots had their other, uh, you know, other avenues they went as well, and that's well known. But regardless, um, it it doesn't matter. We're doing it the right way. Veach, to me, is, in my opinion, right now, the best GM in football. Um, I would agree. I would agree with that full Harley, one hundred percent, hands down. Jay, he is yeah. the best GM in football because he he turned around our defense in two years. We had the dead last defense, and he turned that thing around quickly. So I mean, that just shows me that this man knows football. He may be young, but this cat knows football, and I'm very happy with that. Oh, he definitely knows football, and he know, he you know he's an accountant. He's 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 not only he not only knows football. He's an accountant. He's a contract negotiator. He is. A, a people person mm-hmm. and he knows what it takes to win and that's what we've missed we have been missing mm-hmm. for you know 50 years is a gm that could come in and take the reins and within two years he turned us completely around yep i mean from cap hell to you know being in in a positive situation Players that want to play here and will restructure and stay just to continue to, you know, on with those winning ways. Mm-hmm. And that's what we needed more than anything. And along with Andy Reid and Spags and everything else that we've got going on right now, plus some additions that we're going to be making in the future. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think, you know, we're, we're destined to win another one and we're destined to win back to back. A dynasty is going to happen eventually. I know that's going to happen. The Chiefs will have a dynasty that will be the gold standard that NFL teams will be modeling after for the next 20 to 30 years. I see that happening just to everything that's coming about. As one example that I know a lot of teams have tried to use is you have a veteran quarterback, you take one, you take a rookie early or someone in the middle rounds, have them be mentored, and then you let, let them loose. The Packers have been pretty good, but they haven't reached the stats of winning the Super Bowl in the last 10 years. I think they won one 10 years ago, actually. You saw they just drafted Jordan Love in the first round. So, I mean, I understand that it hurts for these veterans, but, I mean, these teams are ready to take it to another level because I feel like the Packers have honestly wasted a lot of Aaron Rodgers' prime, prime and they do not want to do this with Jordan Love because of the, the, uh, the um, how do I say this, the great... Uh, turnover they see that's going to happen so i believe that this will eventually teams will be copying the chiefs more and more and more and we will be the gold standard and we will be a team in the hall of fame that teams will continue to follow yeah for years to come i mean it's Mm -hmm. you know with aaron Rodgers, you know it's going to hurt these older players okay there are a few older players out there 
quarterback position, I should say, quarterback, uh, the quarterbacks that are older in the league, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, Phillip Rivers, you know, people like that, even a, for Christ's sake, Tom Brady, yeah. um, that are used to, now Aaron Rodgers is kind of a different breed, okay? Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers has been a great quarterback for many years. Yeah, that's and, true. And he, he's had a lot of his time wasted, and a lot of it comes from coaching. A lot of it comes from uh, who they signed to help him out. The difference, again, and I'll go back to this over and over and over again until I can't breathe, mm-hmm. is that you have to build a team around Aaron Rodgers. You have to build a team around Tom Brady. You have to, well, for yep. the most part, you've had to build a team around everybody. Yeah. You don't have to do that so much with Mahomes because he actually makes people better. So mm-hmm. you're going to see it a big change over the next 10, 15 years in, in the way football has evolved. I it's already you, evolved to this passing game anyway. You know, this this whole new era of football is totally different than what Aaron Rodgers walked into, what oh. Phillip Rivers walked into, mm-hmm. what Tom Brady walked into. It's just now it's, you know, over the last five years, it has just become really since about 2015, it's become an air game. And more and more an air game. So with that being said, you know, it's great to see that we're going to be in a situation for a long period of time that we don't have to worry. And that's what Chiefs fans need to stop worrying so much. I know it's been a long road, Mm. but that, that road is over and it's time to just, Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. I mean, it's just been a rough, it's been a rough ride. And look, you know, for the younger guys out there that didn't get to watch in the nineties and may have seen some film, that was a rough time for anybody. I was very, very close to the team during the nineties and the two thousands, uh, all the way through 2005, 2006. Um, and it was a very rough ride. It was horrible. I mean, you know, you got a 13 and three team that loses, you know, first round in the playoffs, mm-hmm. um, and gets just, you know, their asses handed to them. And you got, a conservative head coach that decides to run the ball uh, three, three out of four downs on every single play, you know, um, doesn't want to pass the ball and we lose in the, in the playoffs, you know, so we are a different team now and that's what everybody has to realize. Yeah, so exactly. that's just it. I mean, you know, we're going to, we are the golden, we're the gold standard of football right now. So um, on to the next topic, I'll let you take, that one okay yeah so the uh, next topic we're going to be discussing is the chris jones uh, contract situation i know they reported that it looks like chris jones may not be coming to even the virtual workouts they're having um this is concerning to me because i feel like they should have already had a gun in place last year and i feel like many people even cheese friends don't realize how great chris jones is and the reason why i'm saying this is because they're jumping to say names as tyron matthew and frank clark first Yes, they are important and pivotal to the team's success. Chris Jones was holding down when the team was 31st ranked NFL defense. Chris Jones was there getting sacks and keeping us in the game. Chris Jones did a lot. Chris Jones also had two batted passes in the Super Bowl in the final two drives. So now I'm saying it's a collective team effort. I do feel like Chris Jones does deserve to be paid at the end of the day. Whatever money he's asking for, just because of the potential this man has, and I don't see him going or anywhere else. What do you think, JP? I don't think, you know, from what I've heard, 
barring any changes um, or any setbacks, I should say, um, he's not going anywhere. Now, I don't believe he's going to sit out as long as he did last year or sit out permanently if, mm-hmm. for some reason, they don't come to an agreement. Um, and I'll say this again. It happened last year, and I don't want it to happen again. He needs to think for himself. He needs to realize that it is a collective team effort. And with that being said, you've got to be able to do what everybody else has done. Okay? If they have to backload your contract or change the, the structure of your contract, not to where you lose money, but mm-hmm. to where you get paid at different times, and most of that's guaranteed. What does it matter? You're still going to get paid. And you're still going to be on a Super Bowl winning team. So, yes, yes, he deserves the money. But he also has to, I guess, take a step back and look at everything collectively as a whole instead of what's it for me now. Because he's still going to get it. It may not happen. He may not get it all once. But who does? And and when they do get uh, it all at once, look what happens to us. Look what happened to look it messes what up the team. I mean, if it you does. look at Justin Houston, it's a prime example. He got paid $101 million deal, I think five years, and he got 49 and a half for 50 guaranteed. And mm. I it just screwed up our salary cap. I mean, Eric Berry got paid, and I felt like he deserved to be paid, but he got paid late. What angered me though, frustrating, was that Daniel, Daniel Sorsen got paid before Eric Berry. So I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. We need to figure out how we're going to do these contracts at specific times. Well, and that was a John Dorothy screw up. Yeah and, what I'm, yeah, and what I'm trying to say is Brett Veach is great at this. Yes, he's had this mishap with the Chris Jones situation, in my opinion, but I think they we will come with a good contract and will work out for the teams. And I th- we'll see. I believe Chris Jones will be rising out Lombardi, Lombardi Trophy next year in Tampa Bay, Florida. Yeah, I believe so too. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna be able to to work it out. I think he's gonna he needs to get those two brothers off his, out of his ear and 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 other people that have been in his ear, and just think for himself a little bit. He's got a lot of interest in Kansas City, not just and financial interest as well, but I mean it's outside of football. So and he wants to stay in Kansas City. It's not like he wants to leave. Well, you know, you look at a, a situation like his, and then you can say, okay, well. He could be a Le'Veon Bell, mm-hmm. and he could say, yes, I want to go to another team that's going to pay me more money that is probably not going to get anywhere. I yeah, mean, I can, true. I mean, hey, you know what? If you got to look at the grass isn't always greener on the other side. No matter how you look at it, it's never it's not always greener on the other side. So Le'Veon Bell found that found that out firsthand. The hard way, at, honestly, the hard way. He lost 14 million dollars over the course of his career or, or his contract and he went to a team that couldn't make the playoffs and now his contract is up in the air his where he's going to be next year is up in the air mm-hmm. so why would you want to put yourself in that position you know sammy uh d rob uh everybody brashad everybody decided which you know they decided this a long time ago and we've had this discussion that, and we talked about this back in October, that they all agreed that if it takes us restructuring our contract mm-hmm. to keep this team together, we're going to do that. And that's exactly what they did. Exactly. 
And that's what that's what everybody has to do. That's if you want to stick teams. We've said this before, and we'll I'll say it again. You look at all those teams. Look at the Rams. Look at the Rams. They're a great example. They dumped every dollar they could into a one winning season. And the next year they couldn't make the playoffs because they lost half their players. Yeah. The because Rams, they couldn't afford to pay anybody. They were just, let's pay them now and figure it out later. And I mean, I you mean, yeah, we're like great that. and dandy because they went yeah. to the Super Bowl. But I mean, they had nothing to show for it. I mean, that no, just and they didn't deserve to go anyway. So. And that just, well, yeah, we could, yeah, that's a whole podcast in itself with the NFL officiating right there. But that yeah. just shows you. The business, NFL business, you need to plan. If you don't plan, you plan to fail, as my dad always told me. It's and very this true. just showed me that the Rams did not plan these contracts out. So that since they didn't plan these contracts out and they just gave them out loosey-goosey, like throwing cash in the wind in a music video, <laughs> yeah. um, that just basically showed them they planned to fail. It didn't matter. They put all their chips in to one season and one season only. And Reach is making sure that we, the Chiefs, are going to spread the money out so that they can have be prepared every season. They have a chance. They have a chance every chance. It's better to have if you have four boxes, JP. If you have uh, if you have a chance to win, um, if you have a chance, if sorry, if you have four boxes and you're trying and one of those boxes has money in it and you got a three out of four percent chance, you're going to take it instead yeah. of doing the one out of four percent chance and that win. So I mean that just shows you if you don't plan, you plan to fail. That's true. And, you know, you look at it from another perspective. If you are on a team like the Chiefs right now that have an opportunity for, say, the next 10 years, barring any injuries, have an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl five out of those 10 years. Just say five out of the next 10 years. Okay? Say they win three of those Super Bowls. The money, the, the difference in the money that is being negotiated on a Chris Jones deal mm-hmm. is made up in just Super Bowl money alone. Mm-hmm. So why argue over six, seven, eight million? Why argue over a fourth year guarantee when you're gonna you're on a five year contract? Okay, you're gonna you're gonna. There's no doubt you're gonna be here a minimum of four. Mm-hmm. So if he wants a fourth year guarantee, give him the fourth year guarantee. Let him have it. But yeah. also, that's fine. He gets what he wants. Now, he's got to let us have what we want. I can't mm-hmm. say us, but the team in general, and say, okay, this is how we have to structure this so we can make this work for you and us. Yeah. Because this is a collective team effort. It's not just about you. Mm-hmm. And if we can, if he can understand that, then he's got an opportunity to make a lot of money, go into the Hall of Fame, and be – Chris Jones, Hall of Fame, Defensive Player of the Year numerous times, and mm-hmm. outplay just about anybody he wants to outplay. Yeah, because the one, he, mm-hmm. he can do it. He can do yeah. it. I mean, the one, the one thing I would say though with Chris Jones, I understand why he wants his money is because NFL National Football League also stands for not for long. Players, if they get injured, I mean teams kind of just move on from. So I understand why he wants his money. But I trust the Chiefs training staff and medical staff to take care of him. And I believe at the end of the day, Chris Jones will receive the money that he wants. But I understand where he's coming from if he wants more money. Because there's been many players who have tried to get that contract, 
settle for less, and they get injured. I mean, prime example, in my opinion, that I saw was Earl Thomas. I know there's a lot of drama around him now in different situations, even even in his time in Seattle towards the end. But I felt like he should have got money to, for what he was doing. But that's that's all I have to say about the subject right there. Well, and that's true. But, you know, you, you look at it from a, a guaranteed perspective. And when you're guaranteed, you know, 60% of your contract guaranteed, just say a minimum of 60% of your contract. Okay. And your contract's 110 million and you're guaranteed 60% of that. I mean, really honestly, when you're, and plus if you are injured with the new CBAs and the way things are coming along, lifetime healthcare, all the other things that are coming along with it, you're not losing really anything. And how much is too much? I mean, I understand you want to set your family up for life, but if you're getting $110 million, $105.5 million or whatever it's going to end up being, mm-hmm. and you're going to get 60% of that money plus all the endorsements and everything else that comes along with it, you're setting your family up for life. Yeah. It just is what it is. If your money is managed correctly, you're in, good, you're in a good position. So mm-hmm. um, let's move on from that. I think we ought to go on to the ne- next subject, which has been – eating at me and i know it's been eating at you and something that needs to be said mm-hmm. um it needs to be brought up and it fires me up and it pisses me off and i'm trying to keep my composure at this point um i'll let you start off with this one because okay. um i'm i'm mm-hmm. i'm just trying to not get pissed off okay yeah so, i'll go and do it yeah that's fine with me um basically what jp and i have come to it's kind of uh, frustrating to see the nfl statement about everything that's happening between beyond the killing of george floyd um as you can see colin kaepernick three years ago priestly protest this very issue and the nfl decided to basically let him be blackballed out of the nfl in my opinion some people say that he isn't a good quarterback okay you can say that this is America have your opinion, but where he was, where you guys are wrong is this man was trying to bring justice to an issue that we're still dealing with today. After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Okay, so work's done and you're craving something spicy and salty. I know. What I do is snack on Blue Diamond Wasabi and Soy Sauce Flavored Almonds. They're so good, and almonds are a superfood. Don't deny your cravings. Eat them. Blue Diamond Almonds. Crave victoriously. Right now, at this very moment, at 10.02 Central Time, where I'm at Kansas City, Missouri, you have 
protests downtown. You have protests all around this country because someone was trying to bring, um, trying to bring, um, just trying to show everyone this issue needs to be taken care of. It's frustrating to me because we have the NFL doesn't like to be political. Well, actually, they've always been political. If you, JP, have, did you know that the United States, uh, JP, JP, did you know that the NFL supported the Vietnam War in the 70s, a very controversial war? Did you know that? Yeah, I did. I they actually did. didn't know that. Yes, exactly. They end up bringing NFL players like Johnny Unites and Bart Starr over to those players in Vietnam. I mean, over to those soldiers in Vietnam to, like, help them raise morale. So if the NFL wants to say, okay, we're not political, then how come your history says you are? It's just very frustrating to me to see how they're kind of flipping the script. Okay, their statement they put out today was a step in the right direction. I feel that Roger Gale needs to personally apologize to Colin Kaepernick. What do you think, JP? I think with Colin Kaepernick, yes. He he was doing what he thought was right, which was right to a degree. I think he went about it somewhat in the wrong direction towards the end. But in the same aspect, I I'm trying to... I'm trying to keep my composure right now. Mm-hmm. That this this has all become such. It's a travesty to even consider thinking the way people think these days. Mm-hmm. And you put out a post. Well, we I guess you know Chiefs Focus put out a post today mm-hmm. um, regarding this situation, and. There was a lot of negative comments that came mm-hmm. across that pissed me off. Yeah. And hey, I you mean, know what? If if you guys and out there in the in King in Chiefs Kingdom, we love you guys. Don't get us wrong. Mm-hmm. But if you think for one second that what that cop did was right, please, please, please unfollow us now. Uh, block us. I don't give a shit. But as far as I'm concerned, what happened should have never happened. And every cop that was standing within a 5-foot, 10-foot, 15-foot radius of that situation should be in jail. And they should not get back out. They all are murderers. Because mm-hmm. in my opinion, if you're standing there and you're watching somebody kill another individual for no reason whatsoever, that man was completely defenseless. And if you're going to stand there... And watch him do it. You're an accessory to the fuck murder. And I am very angry about it. And I'm going to mm-hmm. stay angry about it. Yeah. And right now, it's it's absolute tra- It's chaos everywhere right now because of one ignorant, racist, piece of shit cop. Actually, I take that back. There's four of them. But two... It, it, main two of the main police officers that were involved in that have been involved in other situations stemming back all the way to 2011. Mm-hmm. Still had their damn jobs, still getting their paychecks. And yep. here's the sad part about this. Here's here's what's going to piss me off more than anything. I think is the fact that they're going to go to court. More than likely, if they if by the minute chance that they get any jail time at all. They're going to get out and they'll get a security guard job somewhere because they are ex-cops and they're going to be able to carry a badge and a gun and God knows what they'll do then. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, they need to be put in prison just like anyone else would be put in prison that committed murder. 
mm-hmm. and that's where they belong. Yeah, who's gonna police the so, police? I mean, exactly. we can't just keep we can't keep running to this problem at the end of the day. But uh, one thing I would like to say is uh, the NFL is mostly black. It's made up of black players, and it just frustrates me that the NFL decided to take that stance a couple years ago. Basically, they were saying they were supporting protests, but then they turn around and, in my opinion, kind of blackball Colin Kaepernick out of the league. And all I have to say is, you have, the NFL is made up of different players. Sports brings people together. If you're not going to even listen to what the other side has to say and ignore point-blank facts, videos in front of your face that shows you brutality at any level, then there's a problem. If you have a problem with people standing for issues like this that just happened, then that just shows you we don't care about these people. Jayla Rose on ESPN said that <clears throat> he said that black players are more than just entertainers. I feel like some people believe that that's just we're there we're there for the entertainment and that's not the case. At the end of the day, we need to love each other and pray for each other and come together as a people because this not this is not what God wants for us. And I think we no, need to push we not. need to push more toward equality in this country. Because it's been this way since the dawn of day, man. You know, and it's 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 sad because I look at every, if you want to consider race, ethnic group, um, wherever you come from, you know, because everybody came from someplace else. Mm -hmm. So anyone that wants to sit around and act like they're holier than God because their skin is white, you're wrong because you didn't come from here. There's only one group of people that were here, and they got ousted. Native so, Americans. The Native Americans, and they got ousted. They get these little plots of land, and little. I mean, there's a few of them here where I live. There's a few of them in Arizona. There's a few of them here and there. But you all came from somewhere else. So my my dad's from Sicily. Okay, so I'm not. I'm, I mean, I'm not. I'm American. I was born in America, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm American. Because my family didn't come from here, yeah. So it's it, my my father was quarantined when he came to this country. He was treated like total shit because when he got here, it was all Irish people, and Irish people for some reason didn't like Italians, didn't like Sicilians, so they were ousted. He was quarantined. He was treated like crap. He couldn't get a job. My grandfather was the same way. We were treated like total nothings for years and years and years and then they wonder why people have to go a different direction sometimes to make a living mm-hmm. i'm not condoning the fact that people have to go a different direction or the direction they went i'm not going to condone that direction but in the same aspect you can't blame them either because mm-hmm. if if someone is going to be basically told you're not good enough, you're not the right color, you don't speak the right language, you don't speak the way I speak, then you're not good enough. And it's just wrong. It's wrong yeah. on so many levels, man. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm very, very pissed off. There's been, and as you said, there's been riots here. Mm-hmm. Um, they pro, they protest, protested down on the strip. Um, there is some rumors going around about the AutoZone and the uh, other places that were burned down in mm-hmm. Minnesota. The supposedly, now I don't know how true any of this is, but they say they're saying those were off-duty police officers. 
Now, I, I don't know if you heard that. I, I did hear that. I heard, actually- so, I heard something, but they're also saying there's other groups of people, but we can't really get that on get on air about that. But I Correct. think they're, they're also saying there's other groups of people who are just insanely in violence. But at the end of the day, we all need to come together and stand up for what is right. And Correct. Unfortunately, and I'm not have- saying violence mm-hmm. is the way to go. No, Nobody's saying that. So anybody mm-hmm. out there that's listening to this, don't read into either one of our our statement says violence is the way to go because it's not there's no reason to invoke violence mm-hmm. because violence just breeds violence but and we understand where they're well at least i understand, we understand where they're coming, where they're coming from, from. Mm-hmm. exactly because would you have this done time after time after time and then nothing happens i mean anger builds up so we understand correct. we understand correct mm-hmm. so um i think Things have got to change in some way or another. And one thing that you know, I, I listened to, and I don't, I, I, I don't get political. I just don't. Um, I've never gotten political on any show I've ever done, going back 30 years. But something Trump said that was just plain stupid, and I, I'm trying to, I, I can't, I don't really remember the exact phrase he used. Um, May you do. He said something about what did he say? Something. He said when the looting starts, the shooting starts, and that's from a racist police chief in Florida in the, during the civil rights. Okay. Yeah, during the civil rights movement, and I, that's I'm not going to get into that because you guys obviously can tell where I stand, but I don't agree with those comments, and I think that that just creates more division. And you need to look into the history before you say something that arrogant. That's all I'm going to say. Exactly. Leave it at that. Exactly. Yep. But uh, so, JP. What do you think of the NFL statement? Do you think that the NFL realizes they're wrong, or do you think they should take a step further? They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to take a step further with this. Number one, no one. I mean, you can say people are entertainers in any aspect of life. I mean, no matter what, I guess profession you're in whether it's sports music you know it doesn't make a difference mm-hmm. if you're in, in in the limelight in a celebrity status situation you're an entertainer but it mm-hmm. doesn't make you any less of a human being so they need to figure out a way not just the nfl but everyone needs to figure out a way of getting this to end Mm-hmm. And if they can't find a way to stop this from happening, mm-hmm. it's going to end up being another civil war. I mean, we're already in some well, of the worst. Gonna, I don't think we're going to get to that point, but I can see what you're saying, that there's going to be – we're dealing with what we're – we're going to continue to have more of what we're dealing right now as a fact. So That's exactly right. I mean, and, we're gonna and keep, you don't know. I mm-hmm. mean, we're already in a situation that – we we're already having enough issues right now. Okay, we've got issues with other countries. We've got issues within our own country. We've got diseases that we're trying to fight. People are dying left and right. No one's telling the truth about anything. But yet, <clears throat> you know, this shit just happens to pop up mm-hmm. in the middle of everything. I don't know what the, that guy was thinking. I don't know if he was drunk. I don't know if he was just an angry individual. I, I don't know. I don't know what his problem was. Um, Apparently, it's gone on for a long time, so it's time that everybody 
just come together. Mm-hmm. I don't know any other way of, of putting it without getting more angrier than I already am. But it's time that people just come together. Yeah. Because it's – and you're right. The NFL is – what is it? I think it's the, like six, almost 70% six, black. Almost 68%. Yeah. So, you you know, you got a lot of guys out there that, just like that cop, that probably sat down on Sunday and watched an NFL game mm-hmm. and was rooting and rooting and rooting, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. yet turned around and stuck his knee in a guy's neck and killed him. Yep. So, it's... It's an oxymoron, and it's 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 basically being a you're 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 contradicting your own lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I if you that, don't mm-hmm. if you don't like what you see, walk away. Don't if you're if you're a racist individual, then stay racist. Don't watch the NFL. Don't watch Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Don't watch the NBA. Don't watch anything. I mean, go watch sports that have predominantly white players. What I, I mean, which I don't know of any sport other than maybe hockey that is predominantly white, and mm-hmm. stick with that and do what you want to do, but don't act like you're uh, this savior of all, and you just love the NFL and you're gonna wear this uh, Detroit Lions hat and you're gonna wear this Kansas City Chiefs hat and you're gonna wear this other hat. You're wearing three hats. You're wearing two hats. You're wearing a hat for a team that you root for every week that's made up of 68% African-American players. And then when Sunday's over or Monday's over, Tuesday rolls around, you're ready to go stab somebody. You're ready to go stick a knee in somebody's neck. Mm-hmm. So don't do it. You're, you're, yeah. All you're doing is playing, you know, you're, you're playing two sides of the, of the fence, and that to me is bullshit. Yeah, so, and, mm-hmm. I what I would I just, say I, is I think we just need to come together and continue to pray and ask God to help clear the situation because we're just in a we don't we're in a um, difficult time in this country i just feel like it was important that jp and i talk about this specifically due to what the nfl has let down in the past and explain like this is where the shortcomings have come and i know some people may not want to hear us and say stick to sports because sports aren't political but i've just brought you example how nfl has been political i'm pretty sure you can find examples of how everything all your other sports have been political. So we just need to come come with you, come together and listen to what people have to say and put yourself in someone else's shoes. Everybody has feelings. Everybody has the same blood running through their veins. Everybody was born for a reason. Remember that. And just when you walk up to somebody in the street that may not be the same skin color or the same uh, nationality, that doesn't mean they're any different than you. That's just how you have to look at it. Everybody's got every race creed has a, a, a bad group of people in them. Okay. It doesn't make a difference where you're from. You're going to, I mean, there's bad people in every, every nationality. There's a, always a bad group. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's, there's people that are bad in uh, Italian people, Irish people, Jewish people, uh, Ukrainians, Armenians. Uh, there's always a bad group somewhere. You can't just say it's okay. Well, it's just black people. It's just them because it's not. Everybody has a group in their family tree that has been bad. I do. You do. Everybody does. It's Mm -hmm. not just, you know, nobody's perfect. If if this was a perfect world, 
none of us would be going through what we're going through right now. We wouldn't have been on this lockdown. We wouldn't be in a situation where there's uh, global pandemics and biological warfare and guys wanting to shoot freaking um, nuclear missiles at countries every day, practicing in South in North Korea to see how far they can get a missile to land. Mm-hmm. We're not in a perfect world, but if people would just, we are in a country that should be, this is supposed to be the land of the free and the home not of the, brave. the land of the free for part of you. Yeah. This is not uh, the land of, Oh wait, you're free, but you're not, you know, that's not how this should go. So, um, that's all I really want to say about it because I'm I'm getting pissed and I'm just yeah. gonna let it go. That. And all JP uh, and I are doing is we just want to raise awareness to the situation because correct. sports are an important part of our lives, but we also need to bring up when situations are wrong and we need correct. to bring out how. And there's a lot of people who do support what we're saying and we believe that we do need to come together. But yeah, go ahead, JP. You're right. You're 100 right. I mean, sports taught me a lot. I spent, you know, the majority of my life in sports, okay, and it taught me discipline, it taught me um, compassion, it taught me um, love, it taught me everything. It taught me how to be competitive without being a jack-off. I don't know any other way of putting it, but that's what sports do. That's what they're meant to do. They bring they, people together and they show they that people's perspectives people alive. Together. Exactly. They bring people together. Some of my best friends that I played ball with to this day, some of my best friends that I met to this day, I grew up in a very diverse neighborhood. And when I say diverse, every nationality went to my high school. Every nationality. I didn't go to a private school i didn't go to anything like that i went to a school in the basically the inner city that it was everybody was there so there was no my father different story my father's a different person i didn't grow up i didn't grow up in keep your whole home running like clockwork from the office to the game room with xfinity internet you'll get the best in-home wi-fi experience with reliable speed and coverage now that's simple easy awesome Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Keep your whole home running like clockwork. From the office to the game room with Xfinity Internet, you'll get the best in-home Wi-Fi experience with reliable speed and coverage. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today to learn more. Restrictions apply. His beliefs, and he's changed his ways. He's 94 94 years old now, and he's changed. He's mm-hmm. not been the person that he was 50 years ago, 60 years ago. So it's just time for everybody to get over this shit. I mean, it, it, you got to teach your kids the right way of acting, growing up, their thought process, how they feel about other people. And if you're not able to do that, don't have kids. Mm. <clears throat> I'm just – that's all I have to say about it. I don't want to even go on from there because it's, I'm just done. Um, now, what do you think about season predictions? Uh, I think the Chiefs will actually 
feel like the Chiefs will end up um, winning the AFC West, sweeping the division. I think they will have a 13-3 or 14-2 record, or they could possibly go 16 or 17-0. I mean, I think anything between 13 and 16 wins is their range. Um, I also think that the Chiefs will go ahead and go and win Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. I think they'll be able to repeat. And I think they'll be able to show everyone that this team is here to stay and we are the model the NFL is going to follow. Patrick Mahomes is going to have a second ring. And the rookies that we have this year are going to have some serious playing time. Oh, God, yes. I, I 100% agree. I mean, I've talked to a lot of people across the, the league, um, players, former players, uh, executives. Um, they're all telling me the same thing, scouts, that – and, you know, if you listen to any of the predictions right now, the Chiefs are a 98%. They have a 98% chance of winning the Super Bowl again this mm-hmm. year. Um, that that was a little bit iffy at the end of the season because they didn't know how Veach was going to um, handle all of these contracts. But what did he do? He kept the whole mm-hmm. damn team together. With yep, the exception of one player right now that may be a little up in the air, um, which I do believe I'm hoping and, you know, as of two weeks ago, um, I was hearing that things were getting worked out. Then I hear, I see, I think it was Adam Scheffler or maybe it was Rap Sheet. Somebody said mm-hmm. that they hadn't talked um, any more specifics and Jones wasn't per, uh, wasn't participating in any of the virtual workouts or the OTAs or anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't heard anything. I haven't asked, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um but I will, and I'll find out what, you know, I, I can find out um, as far as that goes. But I know, I do know this as of a couple of weeks ago, his comments were he wanted to stay. He mm-hmm. wanted to work it out. He wanted to be a chief. He wanted to retire a chief. And hopefully they can get it done. Um, I know a lot of it's going to depend on the 21, or the, the, the 21 CBA change and how the money is dispersed. Um, but I, I, I hundred percent agree with you. I think it is a back to back situation mm-hmm. for the chiefs right now. And if they hoist that again, man, can you imagine the controversy Ooh. that we're going to hear? Oh my gosh. People are going to be seeing that's not how the NFL is supposed to work. Everyone should have a chance. Like, no, nah, this is it. No, nah, that's not how it works. You didn't well, say, you know what? Irritates was winning. Me. What? <laughs> Go ahead. You're right. You're I, right. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> I said, yeah, these guys don't say nothing when Brady was winning all that. Everyone's like, oh, great, all oh, Brady is and Belichick. We're about to see how great the Kansas City Chiefs and how Patrick Mahomes is and all the other players. Can and you what's imagine I- the freaking Patriots fans? Oh, uh, my God. They're already, they're already mad on Twitter saying, I know, actually, I got a friend who's a Patriots fan. He's like, I'm a Bucks fan, too. I'm like, man, get out of here. You're a Bucks fan. He's a Bucks fan. fan. I'm like, now he's on, a Bucks fan. No, no, no. I say, no, nah, you can't have two teams. Pick one or the other. You yeah. can't just have that. <laughs> But yeah, man, I got a good friend that's on on Twitter. Um, Really good friend. Nicest Mm -hmm. guy. Um, They do a podcast as well. Um, It's called the Mike and You podcast. It's uh, uh, the Mike 816. He is a dual fan from Kansas City 816. Um, He calls himself Thizmonger on on Twitter. Um, Great guy. Both of them good friends of mine. And Mike is a dual fan. He's been a Patriots fan and a Chiefs fan. Chiefs is number two, even though he's a born and raised in Kansas City. Um, the Chiefs are his number two team. Now, I had to tease him the other day a little bit about it. I said, now, did you go out and get your Tom Brady Bucks jersey? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, or your Tom, yeah, your uh, Tom Brady, yeah, uh, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer jersey. And he says, uh, what did he tell me? He just put back laughy faces. But um, I, I, you know I he got one. Oh, yeah, you know he did. Um, he's got number 12. You know, he's wearing that, wearing that jersey. But um, he, uh, uh, I, I don't think he'll ever admit it, but he's a Tom Brady fan. He's mm-hmm. not, and he's a Belichick fan. It didn't have to be the Patriots. It was Tom Brady, and it was Belichick. Yeah. And I don't know. You know, just a little side note. I don't know. What are the What are the Patriots going to do this year for a quarterback? I think the Patriots are going to stick with Jared Stidham. He was very promising in high school, even in college a little bit. And Belichick is able to find good QBs. So I think that they will be able to – Win maybe seven, eight games. I wouldn't be surprised if they get a wild card spot just because of the division. But I think the Dolphins are going to take over and surprise some people in the Bills. But I don't know what the Patriots can do, man. I think they can do something possibly, but it's going to be a down year for them. They're not. I don't really know what's going to happen unless Belichick can surprise us. But um, their quarterback, who they're going to probably roll with, Jared Stidham, it's going to be a stressful year for him because what do you not every think, first uh, year. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was going to say, not every first year for a quarterback is good, just like Mahomes. Yeah. What do you think? Where do you think? Where do you think Cam Newton's going to end up? I think Cam Newton, hmm, I would like him to go to Atlanta and replace Matt Ryan, in my opinion, because he's from Georgia originally, and I think he can br- help them win some games and go deep, make another deep run in the playoffs. I think that's what he needs at this point in his career. Yeah, Carolina was his home. The way they kind of did it at the end was dirty. How they were high, they weren't hiding injuries, but they were letting him t- get surgeries and such at the end. I feel like he should go there. It should be Atlanta. I don't know where else he could go. Maybe the Chargers if something were to happen. But it's just kind of up in the air. He may even sit out of your JP. I mean, it's it's very possible. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I don't if know. he sat out of here, that wouldn't be a bad thing for him. I mean, he could actually heal up and oh, yeah. come back stronger. Um, I you know that wouldn't be a bad thing if he did. I I see. For some reason, I still see the Chargers um, in his future. I don't know why, but I see the Chargers. One thing that was brought up on um, Twitter that I seen um, was Antonio Brown. Oh, my And I guess, yeah. um, I don't know what they're going to do with that guy. I don't know if any team is going to, other than maybe the Cowboys, that would sign him. They might Uh, be the team. They might be the team, honestly. Yeah. I mean. Jerry I don't Jones know anybody else before. Would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not like, you know, the, he's he needs to be evaluated extremely ex- extensively, extensively, because he has been off his rocker. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's um, I think he's had some injuries and some things happened to him that mm-hmm. that when he got rocked and I'm trying to remember who it was that rocked him. Vontaze Davis in the yeah, playoff game Vont- against the Steelers. That's yep. right. When he got rocked that time, he was never the same after that. Yeah, and he was always a little arrogant, and he was always a little out there, but he just went off the deep end. And I don't know that he can come back to the well, NFL. Well, I don't. I feel like he might come back, but it's going to be a little bit just because of the things that have happened. But can't wait too long. To He's up there in age. Yeah, that's true. I mean. A team will take a chance on him eventually, but I think it's going to be 
a lot later. So it it, it in my opinion it's up in the air. But um what do you think's gonna happen with Philip Rivers with the Colts? Since we're already on the topic, just jumping around different players. With the Colts. Mm-hmm. Well, Philip Rivers. I think, yeah, well what I think I think he's gonna be my opinion, I think it's going to be a one-and-done season for him. I mm-hmm. don't think he's going to do what is expected of him. Um, I was kind of surprised he went there. Mm-hmm. He moved his family to Florida. Yep. And I was really kind of surprised. And, and you know, some of the rumors going around that he was going to end up in Miami. Um, and I was I – was, uh, that was one of his destination points was Miami. Mm-hmm. And actually, weirdly enough, one of the, I think a lot of it depended on what happened with Brady because yeah. when all this happened, it was going to be Brady going to the Chargers and Phillip Rivers going to the Bucks. And yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. That's how it was, you know, laid out originally. And that was, you know, after I heard it, and I think I even announced it a couple of times, and then all of a sudden it was everybody was talking about it, including these national checkmark guys, um, saying that, you know, he's going to end up, you know, Tom Brady was going to go to the Chargers. And then it just, it, the, you know, the, the script got flipped and he ended up in a totally different place than anybody would have thought he would have went. But um, Gronkowski, you got him down there. You're going to give him, I'm, I mean, I'm probably being, I've, I've been told I've been too generous to giving him three games before he's got an injury. Well, uh, I hope for his safety, just because of all the concussions he's had, I've concerned more about his safety at the end of the day. And if he can play all the games, fine. i just more concerned about his health because he's made some, quite a bit of money, and I think he needs to continue, in my opinion, going on the uh, uh, NFL network and talking. I know some people have said that doesn't work out, but I think keep pursuing a career after football in the football field. You, you see what I'm saying? From that yeah, point, he because was not, he's, he's knowledgeable, and I just think that there's going to be a time where he's going to find his his niche. He's going to find a place to work in. He's, he's comical more than he is um, That's true. intellectual. So, That's true. Y- you know, you got to be intellectual, and you've got to be um, able to really sit back and study every aspect of the game to be able to be a, a, an effective journalist mm-hmm. analyst in the nfl um a lot of these guys you know you listen to some of them especially with the nfl network my favorite hands down is is kurt warner um just mm-hmm. because he's very very um he's not a biased individual he's very unbiased he's mm-hmm. he's not um he does not pick favorites in any way um it doesn't make a difference at all he just doesn't pick favorites He's just one of those guys that he understands the game so well. Oh, yeah. That, Kirk Warren. You know, great. he's just one of those guys. And mm-hmm. he's very, very um, personable. And uh, Gronkowski is more of a, as his he's, brother would say, he's the class clown type of guy. Yeah. That, you I know, feel like. Um, go, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just don't. I, I, I can't see him with his. I've seen him do some things as far as I guess you, if you want to consider it analytic or uh, his speaking engagements. And I don't know that he could, he could handle controversy. Um, You know, some of these guys get into arguments 
I watched a couple of them on NFL Network just get Yeah, they do get opinionated right on there sometimes. They get opinionated, and, and I don't know if he would be able to come back with an intelligent answer if he says something and somebody you know had a rebuttal. And I don't know if he'd be able well, to do that. And but, I feel like with him, if with anyone, it takes time. So I still feel like he can go on there and make himself a career. It's just going to take practice. I mean, not everyone's great the first try. Let's believe that. I mean, Mahomes wasn't great throwing a football when he first started, but that's that's all I got to say. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and you know, I just I I'm kind of concerned with the NFL thought behind even letting him back. When you go out nationally, yeah, he's had a lot of concussions. And you tell that everybody, yeah, hey, I've had 22 concussions in nine years. Why why would why would the NFL ever take that liability? I, yeah, I don't know why they would they do that. Sign something, but at well, the end of the day, that, that's still it's a bad look on them. Yeah, that you is know, true. You know, it's a bad look on the NFL, especially going. You look back at some of the players that have, that have killed themselves um, from concussions. Their mind was just destroyed. Um, you know, there's I know of three players that have died you know, by suicide because of this. And I don't want to see this happen to him. You know, he went into wrestling for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess apparently he has to still fulfill his wrestling contract because he did sign a contract with the WWE, yep. I believe it was. Yeah, he and he's them. got to fulfill that contract in some way. So I don't know how that's going to work out for him as well. But um, either way, hopefully the guy doesn't get to a point where he's injured so badly that he can't speak um, or he does something crazy later on. He, uh, one thing I can say is mom, I know his mom had a lot to do with this. He, you know, he hasn't spent a dollar of his NFL money. That's every dollar, every money. It's every dollar he's ever spent, spent in in endorsement money. Mm -hmm. All of his NFL money has been saved. And that was very, very, very intelligent on his mother's part because the way he went crazy there after he got out of the league, I mean, party after party and weed and this and that and the other, uh, I mean, he was spotted more places than the Kardashians. And he just somehow is still, you know, thank God for his mother because she kept him on track financially. You know, you just brought up a great point. You just brought up a great point, JP. There's a YouTuber I watch, and he covers former college football players. Ryan Broyles, who used to play in the NFL, did the exact same thing. So yeah. I mean, that just shows you have that just shows like if you can if you come to a point like that and can double your money, I mean it's gonna work out for you at the end of the day. So I, did, I didn't mean it to is. interrupt you. I just want to jump in and say that. Oh no, you're yeah, I'm glad you did because, mm-hmm. um, you know, people don't realize the kind of interest money you can earn off of a couple million dollars. Just say if it was a couple million a year that mm-hmm. you stashed away. And you got in and earning you money, your interest rate, the more money you've got earning for you, the more in, the more interest money you make, yep. the more your dividends are. So, you know, you got 20, 30 million dollars floating around that's earning you money. You can earn 10 percent a month off of that. And if you can't earn 10 percent, if you can't live on 10 percent of 10 million monthly, then there's something wrong with you. Yeah, man. And, hey. You know, <laughs> so and, and Antonio Brown's a great example of that because he came on, you know, did his little interview and said, well, the, you know, the the Steelers paid me 115 chain and some change 
I made 115 million. I had all the, and that was just from the Steelers. Then I had all this endorsement money. Then I had this. I'm 30 million dollars liquid. Okay, so in nine years, you made 115 million just from the Steelers. You made another probably 80 to 100 million dollars in endorsements. So that's 200 million dollars, and you got 30 million left. Yep. So where the hell did the rest go? Yeah, man, it's just the thing is that when you get into that app, from what I've seen, from what I've seen and heard, and they've done E60 specials about sports players, money just for some, sometimes it just goes quick. And unfortunately, we need to try to help players, let them understand how you can liquidate your money and just and make more interest, generate more interest. That's going to help help you and your family beyond. So, and yeah, help them beyond. Exactly. I mean, because, you know, honestly, if you do it the right way in Priest Holmes, and that's what I love about that guy, is that he did, back in 2008, he did a, a, a study. And if, I, if I'm, I'm getting these numbers correct, 78% of NFL players from 1985 to 2008 were bankrupt, divorced, and broke. Whoa, that 78%. is... 78%. Dude, that, ooh, man, that is a big number right there. 78%. That's a huge number. Huge number, and he's his his goal has been for since he's retired is to help players that have come into the league that come from nothing and get handed a huge paycheck right off the bat their signing bonus, especially these first round draft picks that get a couple million bucks. And and you know it's not like it used to be where you know like Ryan Leaf he got what twelve thirteen million dollars handed to him became a dopehead mm-hmm. and ended up you know robbing some lady's house for pain pills, but that, you know, they're still getting money, and his goal is to teach them how to. And if they want to learn, he is a great example because he has been helping people since he retired yeah. to get themselves on track and be able to provide for their family because they could. You know, a lot of these guys can live the same lifestyle they're living right now for three lifetimes with the money they've earned in six to nine, ten years in the league. So. Do it right, and you'll you'll your family's set forever. Your kids, yeah. kids, kids, your kids, kids, kids. They're all set. Mm-hmm. So generational wealth moves. Genera- generational right. wealth speaks. That's exactly right. So um, hopefully, you know, I'm glad I'm glad his mother was there to help him, Gronkowski. And I hope, you know, I hope and pray he doesn't get injured any more than he already has. He's a goofy sucker. His brothers told me that himself. That he, you know, he's just he's always been goofy. He was kind of a class clown, in, you know, when they were younger. And out of all the brothers that they've got, he's not the brightest one. But he can play some football, mm-hmm. and he's always been able to play. And he's dominant. He can, he's dominant. He's a very dominant ball player. I mean, Kelsey's um, better, but but yeah, he is <laughs> that's gonna cause the whole problem. <laughs> Bro, every true. time every time we say Kelsey's better than Grock and do an example, all the Patriots fans just flying to the mentions like oh, just bro. like that, man. Oh. <laughs> oh man, and this is going to be a national show now, so you can just imagine what we're going to hear. But um, our Twitter page is going to get blown up about uh, with the Patriots fans saying, "What do you mean? What do you mean? What are you talking about? You're crazy." Even the now that now the Tampa Bay fans are going to be saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. But um, oh, well, on an ending note, what do you think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers record is going to be this year? I think they're going to be ten and six. You think they will? You think they're going to win? They'll the make it to playoffs, but they may make the divisional and lose. Best case scenario, they're going to make it the AFC Championship game, but I don't really see them. But I 
want to see how they play through the first half of the season just to see how everything works out. Because they that's, still got to go through the Saints. They still got to go through the Cowboys. And they got a new offensive corner. They might be able to do something. This is going to be a very interesting year. So the Buccaneers, I know you're ones predicting to do great things. Let's just sit back and see. Yeah. Everybody predicted we, the Browns to do great things too. So I think the Browns, well, I think that they might be able to turn around this year. But I think we all just need to sit back, wait, and see. Because when we start making predictions and trying to cast, cast these promises that we think that's going to happen, it doesn't work out in the end. I just learned that from experience. Yeah. I don't know. I, I It's funny because last year I, I, I made a prediction for the, for the Browns. You remember it. I said they wouldn't win six games. Or they would win six games. I think they won six games. Um, they might have won seven. But I think it was six. And I don't know that they can do much better this year. Um, I think they're good. They've got some controversy going on down there and they got Odell. Uh, did, did he leave already? No, Is he's he still there. Gone? He's going to be there for, an- okay. no, Odell's going to be there for another year. He's not leaving. Well, I know they tried, they, they tried to, they were, they were putting him up on the trading block there. For That's what they were saying. I don't know how true yeah. that is, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at this point, honestly. Yeah, I think they were trying, I, I know there was a lot of controversy in the locker room that I got firsthand knowledge of, and there was a lot of um, bickering going on, and most of it started from Mayfield, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um his mouth overrides his ass, and if he doesn't change his ways, that team will never <laughs> succeed. Yeah, Mayfield's, uh, uh, he had some stuff to say that wasn't great at times, and I think he got humbled a little bit. But, hey, if he can come back and show everyone how it's done, I, I would be happy. Hey, I'd like to see the guy succeed, but he's got to change oh, his yeah. mindset. You oh, know, I he's like got to, to change his attitude. Yeah. You know, I don't want anybody to fail. I mean, my life has oh, always yeah. been to help people succeed. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you if you're if you're so arrogant and so... Um, I guess just above or in your mindset, you're above everyone else and that's not going to change. And if you can't get humbled at some point, then you kind of deserve what you get, you know, to a degree. And, you know, karma always comes back and bites you in the butt. And I think with him, he's going to have to, hopefully this year, his mindset's changed and maybe a new coach coming in and, you know, some different players and hopefully it'll help move him along a little bit, but I don't, I don't know. He seems like the type that just has this chip on his shoulder that, you know, this hockey puck on his shoulder that just won't fall off. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully it did. Hopefully somebody knocked it off, you know, but, um, Kareem Hunt, last thing I want to talk about, what do you think is going to happen? Kareem Hunt? I think that he's going to have a good year. I think he will, probably end up being the starter i think what will happen in the end is he will end up coming to a new team i don't see him come back to Chiefs, unfortunately as much as i would love to see it but um i think cream hunt will end up having a good career eventually he had that opportunity out. man you know i that, think right? he's well he still has a chance and yeah. i know we don't need to get into the incident because we already been thought hundreds of times but i think that yep. he will not be at the status he was, but I think he will become a top rusher in the NFL again. Just give it a little bit more time. So I, I think that in the end, everything will work out. And I hope I and hope pray. So. so I hope so. Um, I still have love for the kid, and I hope he I hope he gets himself um, what he deserves. I mean, I really do. He, he's a great – He's a he, to me, he was the best running back in the league 
you know, oh, until hands down, you know, and he just, you know, things happen and it is what it is, but you know, everybody deserves some chances and, you know, people make mistakes in their life and, and we've all made them. So hopefully he, uh, has learned from him and he's, he's matured. And I, you think he's going to take the starting position? You I think, think they're going to give will. it to him over Chubb? I think, I think he will, but I think that they could, well, he could get the starting position, but I think it's going to be like a 50, 50 split. And then they're going to trade him away for some cap. Cause I don't yeah. see them getting rid of Chubb unless the offer's better. So, I mean, it just kind of, it's up in the air depending on what's going to happen next. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, oh, one question that was posed to me, and then, and then we'll end this because this is this is our first show, and I you know I I I, I want to touch a, a little bit on a, a lot of things, but somebody asked me Friday who I thought right now was the best running back in the NFL. I have my opinion on who the best running back in the NFL is right now. I want to know who yours is, and then I'll tell you who mine is. Okay. My the, the my favorite running back in NFL. Um, Not I really favorite, don't, but best. Best one. I mean, it's kind of hard for me because a lot of teams don't really use the Qualcomm running back anymore. But if I had to see who's the best one, I would say it's uh, Derrick Henry because that guy is just a beast. He's running down the field. People can't he can't be stopped. Just the Chiefs defense figured out to stop him. But it was a hard fought battle, and the Chiefs just didn't. About the tournament. a lot of teams, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of teams will kind of just kind of like just let him be, but the Chiefs were able to stop, which I'm happy. But I think Derrick Henry is the best, and I don't, I'm kind of frustrated that he didn't get paid after the end of the year. What do you think, JP? Who's your considered the best running back? I I have to say, to be honest, I the, I I'll, I I humbly disagree on Derrick Henry. I think it's okay, Saquon. I I think it's Saquon Barkley. Okay, that makes sense. I, I think he is just an all-around great player on a horrible team. I feel bad for him in that aspect because he is so competitive and he is such a beast. And I mean, he's you know he's he's another version of a Kareem Hunt that can come out of the backfield. He's got speed. He's got agility. He's he, you know his his everything he does he does well. And for I guess this is his second year now. Is this his second year? It's yeah, going to be his second year. Last year. Yeah. And that's why I didn't I, say anything because it, it's only his second year. So I yeah. expect great potential from him. But, yeah, the team he's on is – man, I hope well, they don't waste the pride like Barry with Sanders. the team he was on, though. That's yep. what I'm talking about. You know, you got to look at it from – and, see, that's why I look at him and I say, okay, right now, in my opinion, he's the best because he was on one of the worst teams in the NFL with one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL and still played – like he had one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Yeah, video game like numbers. Yeah, and I, I just feel like he's I don't know, I think he's just he's just gonna get better and better. Yeah, I think Henry is one of the best in the league. I think if okay. it all boils down to it, it comes to it comes down to what you can and can't do. Henry doesn't have the speed, he doesn't have out of the backfield wide receiver style mm-hmm. mentality. He's a hard straight line runner and he's hard to bring down. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I would put him, I would say he's number two for sure. Okay. In my opinion, that's just my opinion. But I think Saquon Barkley is, I think you're going to see some huge things from that kid 
in the coming years. And if he ever decided to get out of that running back position and become a wide receiver, he could do it. Yeah. And that's that's what me in this day and age, if you're going to be a running back, you've got to be a, a Saquon Barkley. Yeah. A, uh, you a, know, Damian a, a Damian Williams. A Damian Williams. A Damian Williams. I mean, we Williams. Just, teams are wanting running backs who are fast, who can power down through the line, but can also catch passes, pat, catches out of the backfield. Exactly. And Damian Williams, he surprised a lot of people last year, didn't he? With oh, that man. Six, two mile an hour run down the field. Ooh, Damian Williams, so, that boy can play. Playoff Damian yeah, different, can. man. Dude, Ooh. I mean, I know he didn't have the great record this season, but that boy showed off in both. Playoff game, all playoff games, man. Yeah, he did. He was and a he, bright spot. He was a bright he was. spot. He was. And, you know, people can say, well, he didn't have a great regular season, but we didn't use running backs. We don't use running backs like other teams use running backs. Yeah, so we don't run all the time. We don't run the ball like everybody else does. And that was some of our problem in 18 was that we didn't have a consistent running game. And especially towards the end there, you know, we didn't, you know, there, and I'll say it in that playoff game. I, I think we ran the ball like, what, six, seven percent of the time. So when you can balance that out with a great running back and that kid we just signed um, or we drafted, he's going to, man, whoo, you put him in Williams, oh, you split oh, those man. two dudes 50 50. And then Don't he got forget. Thompson. Oh, oh yeah, don't Lord. forget don't 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 forget the tank, Darwin Thompson, man. Yep. That boy jumping over players like like no tomorrow. So he's gonna show yeah, some player, people how it was done this season. Yeah, he did. And I tell you what, he can get skinny. Well, he is skinny, but I mean he can get he get, you know, when when I say get skinny, when 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 I say that it's just because he can get in between the tackles. Oh and, yeah. He but can he can hide. get under the tackles. He can go over the tackles, he can get under mm-hmm. the tackles, he can get in between the tackles, and he's strong. For somebody his size. He oh, is wrong, man. Little brother, man, he man, he showed me some stuff. I mean, a six round pick too. Yeah. I mean, Darwin Thompson, he gonna and people already kind of count him out. I'm like, don't don't count him out. He's oh. gonna be good at. Don't forget about Daryl Williams because he held it down when Damian Williams was hurt. So That's we true. can't forget about Daryl at all. No, we There's can't. A, I don't know if they're gonna keep all these running backs, but the ones they're gonna keep are gonna help our team. So. I think- Prediction, who do you think, if they lose, if they get rid of one running back right now, if you look at all the running backs that we have right now, they get rid of one, who are they getting rid of? I think, so they're going to keep Damian Williams, they're going to keep Alvin Hilaire. I think they might get rid of uh, Daryl Williams. That's what I think. Because I don't see him getting rid of, I don't see him getting rid of Thompson, because he's still great. But I would like him to still kind of keep Daryl. So I know that the the 53-man roster went to 55, so maybe they can fudge something there. But I see them going ahead and just adding an extra receiver to the group. And an extra yeah, they're gonna, they might have to. I mean, I think yeah, that's they're, what they're going to do. They're, not, they're still going to stick with the three running backs. They might trade Daryl Williams or running back away for a conversation like they did with Carlos Hyde to get a yeah. seventh-round pick. Yeah. And I and you know me, man. I'm not all about the first round draft picks unless they are. I mean, have been to me. You know, Mahomes was a first round draft pick, picked late. And see, that's where I don't agree with the way the draft is done because if you're a Heisman Trophy runner up, you're automatically number one, two, or three in all the mock draft minds. Yeah, but there's a lot of Heisman Trophy. Mm-hmm. Sorry, huh? I was no, gonna say there's say? a lot of Heisman Trophy winners who have done nothing in the NFL. 
Exactly. The exactly. NFL Ryan game Leaf. is different from the NFL game. College, sorry, college game is different from the NFL game. You have some great college football players who just didn't turn out in the NFL. You have some great, you have some great NFL players who weren't the best in college and were undrafted. It's not how you start your career; it's how you finish. Exactly. That's exactly right. And all your hungry guys. And the last thing I'll say about it, and it's been it's been proven over and over and over again, and I've said it, and I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. The hungriest players in the NFL are the guys that come last. Mm-hmm. The guys that are in that draft pick, undrafted, hanging on the fences, begging to get out on that field and show what they got. Those are the guys that are always going to end up number one, number two, number three, in that top five, in the Hall of Fame. <clears throat> Those are the guys you're always going to see that have the hunger, the determination, and the drive to succeed. Look at my friend JJ. Okay, he's a great example. Who the hell in a million years would have ever thought a 157-pound, five-foot-eight track star would turn out to be one of the greatest, in my opinion, especially in the area that era that he played one of the best wide receivers that played the game, he didn't drop passes. He didn't get injured. Mm-hmm. And he knew he knew where to be all the time. The guy, to me, is still, in my opinion, just and not just because I know him, not just because he's a friend, he, to me, is still one of the best that ever played the game. He was just in a system that didn't allow him yeah. to you know, show his full potential. Thank God yeah. Marty gave him the shot because yeah, two other true. teams didn't. You know, he wasn't drafted by the Chiefs. So, you know, he was – I think he was drafted by – if I remember right, he was drafted by the Browns, then went to – or maybe the Cowboys, then went to the Browns, then went to uh, – yeah, then went to Kansas City. And the bulk of his career was all with Kansas City. And, you know, he caught some great passes from Dave Craig and, and Joe Montana. And he caught one that I remember specifically – a beautiful 69-yard pass, and nobody could even think about getting close to that man. Mm-hmm. And I even jacked with him the other day when I texted him. <laughs> I said, I told you, I said, I know you can still run that 4-5. And he said, in my mind, I think I can. He said, but I don't know if my body would let me. And I said, I don't believe a word of it, JJ. You can't tell me that. We're, we're going to have to see it. JJ's and, um, good, man. <laughs> yeah, JJ's so, a different man. I'd love to have is, him on the man. show one day and talk with him because that man is yep. awesome. Well, that's going to that, that's gonna be coming up pretty soon. So. Um, we're going to have some guests on, and, and he's going to be one of them. So, um, And that might happen next week, actually. Um, schedules permitting, that might happen next week. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, so hopefully um, hopefully uh, we can see some changes in the way people think to conclude the show. Everybody out there, change the way you think right now, because if anything, this pandemic has, should have done was bring people together, not tear them apart. So let's all use our minds, use our heads, think logically, and stop mm-hmm. being so damn <clears throat> stupid. Stop thinking. It's it, it was wrong in 1950, and it's wrong in 2020. So get it out of your heads, move the hell on, and remember, everybody's equal. Everybody's equal. So with that, what are you got? You got any parting words, man? All it says, glad to have, glad to have our first show, of the Broad Network. Um, many more of these to come. 
Um, this would be a great time for us to spread what we believe about the Chiefs and any other issues. And all I'll say is, yeah, we need to come together as a people and continue to pray because exactly. we need God in this nation. And that's all I got to say. That's right. So uh, with that, I will bid everybody um, a great week coming up. Hope everyone stays safe. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Sounds good, guys. See you later. Have a good one. your whole home running like clockwork from the office to the game room with xfinity internet you'll get the best in-home wi-fi experience with reliable speed and coverage now that's simple easy awesome go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today to learn more restrictions apply okay so you're between meals and you're craving something sweet right what i do is snack on blue diamond honey roasted almonds they're so good. And almonds are a superfood. So don't deny your cravings. Eat them. Blue Diamond Almonds. Crave victoriously. 